Hello, welcome back to Radio IAGP, episode number 49. It is our first one of 2021. Uh, Radio IAGP is going uh, month to month instead of week to week. Uh, So last Monday of every month, we should have an episode out. Uh, Today is that episode. So let's get into it. Before we get back to our emails, I want to talk about some games that I've been playing, just real quick. Um, Mostly spent a lot of WWE, if you are following me on the Twitch, which this is a live episode. So if you're hearing this in your podcast feed, um, go to twitch.tv slash implausiblyaverage, and you might see a live version of this episode. The version you'll get is probably a little bit more edited than what you're hearing live and what might go on YouTube. We'll see how it all works out in the end, but uh, I'm excited for this. So if you've been watching on Twitch, it's been a lot of um, WWE. I've been playing a lot of WWE 2K20. I've got plans for that. Uh, I really want to. I really want to restart uh, AWF Online. I've got a universe mode that I think would be interesting to play around with. I've made a ton of characters, so it'll be a lot more of the characters I've made as opposed to relying on characters that I've downloaded from the the creation suite or from the uh, user created pool of characters. So that'll be a little bit more interesting. I've got ideas on how to make the stories make more sense. Um, and how to actually tell those stories on in video. So that'll be interesting. Other games that I've been playing. Um, I just rolled credits on Hitman 3. Uh, that's a really good game. Uh, solid game. I'm a little burned out. So I don't want to continue playing and replaying some of those levels. But they all feel really replayable. I'm excited to see what the rest of the, what the, rest of the maps look like. I think they're going to be really cool. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, like any type of DLC maps. There were, I think, three on Hitman 2. And I liked all of those. I think I think all of them were good. And being able to play all of Hitman 1, all of Hitman 2 in Hitman 3 is amazing. It's really great. Um, there's a handful of extra mechanics in there. Like they have keypads now that you can interact with and put in codes, which is pretty cool. So you're not only investigating things and making sure that... I don't know, when I play Hitman, I'm doing a lot of exploration. I'm like trying to find all the fun rooms and see where I can go and see what disguises will get me where. And there's a lot of that in Hitman 3. And so adding on to that now is like, oh, well, there's a safe here and there's a number pad. I need to now find numbers somewhere around here and hope that that combination works. So it's been fun. I've been I've been really enjoying it. It's been a really fun game the way that that game ends is amazing wouldn't have it any other way um i think the final choice on what to do with your your person you're out to assassinate is pretty cool and that's all i'll say uh i think that'll do it for wrapping up games and stuff that i've been playing let's go ahead and open my emails if you are watching live you can see an email address on screen that is radioiagp at gmail.com. If you're listening uh, after the fact in your podcatcher of choice, uh, remember, you can always send us emails to radioiagp at gmail.com. Uh, we are always willing to answer emails, and it's always fun. I love reading them, even if I don't answer them. And what else? 
something else I need, I normally say. It's been a while since I've done this podcast, so please bear with me. Um, I think that's it, though. Let's go ahead and, and open up our first email. Oh, if you are watching live, you can just send me a question in on Twitch, just in the chat. Go ahead and, and send me a question at me. If, if you want it to be a question I'm reading in this podcast, otherwise I'm just going to be reading chat and not actually reading it out loud. Let us see here. Our first email comes from Brian. Greetings, it's Brian, and I've got a hot question. On a scale of one to boy oy 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 oing, how horny are you for the big vampire lady? How did Capcom make the horniest video game of all time? Are we all just stuck with quarantine madness and decided to walk the path of the quickest and sexiest death possible? Love always, Brian. Love you too, Brian. Always, always appreciate your your weird uh, emails that I get. They're always lovely. Um, I'm not particularly. Um, I'd say on a scale, I'm not going to use your scale, but on a scale of one to 10, I'd say maybe like a three. Someone, a mutual on Twitter, pointed out that she looks a little bit like the face, is it the face app, like forced smile uh, thing? And I can't not see that anymore. That's all I see when I when I look at those pictures of her. I think the art, the uh, fan art of her is incredible, though. Um, just everything looks really good. And I'm like, uh, that's really more what I'm interested in is seeing all the fan art that people come up with for that character. And also, I'm just interested in what she's all about. Like, what's she up to? What's she doing? Um, which I think, I don't know, it would be cool to see how that all plays out in that game. Um, I don't know that Capcom made the horniest game of all time. I mean, just because there's a handful of lady vampires doesn't mean it's the horniest game. I can... Was that game Dragon's Crown? I think that game is hornier than this. Um, I will say that I think that there is a little bit of like, um, what's it called? Cabin fever going on where we've all kind of been stuck at home for a pretty long time. And so now we are all just taking what we can get, letting our our minds run wild <laughs> when new things happen. And yeah, I think, I, I think that you've maybe hit the nail on the head there with that one um thank you so much for the email brian let's move on to the next email oh dang okay so my good friend matt i think may have asked i'm not sure where he got these from these are a lot of questions okay matt gave me one two three four five six seven questions all from different users i think in his uh his community so if you don't follow matt calder on Twitch, you should, or Matt Calder on uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram, sorry, uh, Twitter, follow Matt Calder on Twitter and on twitch.tv because Matt Calder rules. Um, so I'm just going to read this email. We'll go uh, bit by bit. It's organized really well for me. Thank you so much, Matt. Hey, Josh, here's some questions from evil secret son. What do you think Giovanni would even do with Mewtwo? If he's already powerful enough to sway multiple gym leaders, have a secret genetics lab and likely unlimited resources. What does this powerful psychic cat give him? That's a great question. Um, I think that it's just like a flex of power, most likely. You know, it's it's the it's the muscle behind everything else, right? Like he was powerful enough to sway multiple gym leaders, but at the end of the day, he was also taken out by a kid, or yeah, taken out by a kid, right? So. I would imagine that Mewtwo was that next piece of, okay, well, I've got the 
potentially institutional power of the the gym leaders and society on my side in either overt or covert ways. Now I got this very strong Pokemon that will kind of do what I need to do or yeah, will kind of do whatever I want, which I think is maybe the other thing there. But that's that's what I think uh, the Mewtwo is all about. Also, why not? Just so that a kid can catch a cool Pokemon. Um, the next one from in this email from Take My Money, Please. I love remasters and remakes as much as the next person. But why are developers seemingly so against porting games to newer consoles? An all-digital future should include access to as many games as possible on that platform. Uh, thank you, Take My Money, Please. Uh, I agree. I, I'm not 100% sure. I would imagine that it's rights stuff. You think about how Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 came over to the current consoles, well, Xbox and and PS4. And if you want to port that game or remaster it or something, right? You want to create a version of that game to exist on current consoles in some way. I think the thing that happens is is that rights are weird. Um, when a game for the PlayStation 1 and, and, you know, N64 and all those older consoles comes out, the thought isn't, well, what's this going to look like in the digital age? You know, it's, well, it's not, what is this going to look like in 20 years? It's, what's it going to, what's this game? How can I sell this game for this console period? And we'll cross that bridge when we get there later. I think the other thing too, is that, it needs to be both sides thing. It needs to not only be like software developers, but hardware developers. Um, say what you will about some anti-consumer practices from Microsoft with regards to Xbox, uh, Series X and Series S, especially the Series S. Um, honestly, even the Series X in a lot of ways. But they're, they are making some form of effort to have backwards compatibility so that developers don't have to go through the rights issues of porting those games in theory in theory the best thing that should happen is you pop in an old game it just works as long as you have those old games a copy of the old games whatever it should just work um and i think that needs to be that should be the top right like that should be the ideal is an xbox series x like situation i have a series x i pop in an xbox one disc everything works don't have to worry about it um, you know, obviously there are issues with that because not everything is backwards compatible. Not everything on the 360 is compatible with the Xbox Series X. Not everything for the original Xbox is compatible with the Series X. So that needs to be a better priority. It's it's so much easier to just pop in a disc to your newest system and everything just works. Um, it would be cool if that was the case and that's how it worked, but that's not quite how it works, sadly. Um and then other than that, it's just, again, what's that right situation like? If they were to port, not even touch up anything, just re-release, let's say Tony Hawk 1 onto the PS4 or PS5, Xbox One or Series X or Switch or any of those, they most likely have to get the rights to all those songs again. And if you can't just do a one-to-one, well, now you're having to renegotiate rights, find new rights to different songs to put in there instead, put in the work of replacing those songs, if that's an easy task or not. Um, finding a way for them to play on the system. And like, and especially in a situation like, like Nintendo, they'd much rather just sell you the, the worst option for the most money, you know? Like, 
I think talking about 3D All-Stars, Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been talked to death, but they sold you an emulator for the Switch that could only play three games. They sold you three different emulators for the Switch, and each emulator could only play one game, which then also introduced like weird issues where certain glitches only exist in that in that copy of the game because it's an emulated version of the game and the emulator it doesn't isn't just an n64 you know this isn't a native port so there are a lot of issues there and i think it's just a matter of resources i think if you're going to port something what's the user base of people who want just a straight port who wants to see just let's say pokemon fire red on the switch probably not a lot of people to be honest i i would I would love to have basically every Pokemon game available easily on the most recent handheld Nintendo system, Um, but that's not how it works, sadly, and it sucks that that's the case, but I think it's a resources thing. It's, I agree that there should be more of an effort to have everything available at all times, but sadly, that's just not how it is, and I wish it was different. I truly do, because if it was, I wouldn't have to do things like make the like outside of the monetary issue my big choice in the two systems for the next gen or the current gen whatever you want to call it now i guess it's just current gen at this point but for the xbox or ps5 a lot of it's just well, what can i play day one the ps5 i can play ps4 games but i have a ps4 what ps5 game is coming out that i actually want to play nothing really on the xbox at least there is a backlog of games that i've never played because i don't really have a lot of experience with xbox so day one if i want to play something on an xbox not only do i have every xbox series x game that'll ever come out but also every xbox xbox one game that has ever come out that i've never played before is available day one so i don't know it sucks. It sucks that like that's a thing that you have to do the mental math for of like, okay, well, which of these two companies cares the sliver more about backwards compatibility and making sure that you aren't having to get rid of your old system completely uh, or you aren't having to keep your old system around just to play the handful of games that aren't coming out to the PS5 or the Xbox Series X or whatever. So thank you for that question. Take my money, please. Hmm. From Vegeta God. 690 who would win in a fight dr mario or great Saiyaman? man who that's a good question who would win in a fight i think i think it has to be great Saiyaman. man i think mario is like strong but and like mildly superhumanly strong i would say he's like got mild cartoon strength if that makes sense right like mario seems to have a lot of cartoon um like old wb or hannah not hannah barbara but like you know, like an old Mary Melodies or Tom and Jerry type cartoon physics strength to him, but not full blown. Whereas Great Saiyaman's technically just a dude, an otherworldly superhuman strength in a goofy outfit. So I think it would go to Great Saiyaman, but I think it's uh I think it's a, a close battle, I'll put it that way. Our next question from this big email comes from the clouds above. Technology in gaming has come a long way. It's now possible to use my phone to connect to a server running a virtual machine and play a game at ridiculous graphics with very little lag. Do you think the traditional console model will go away? Could Microsoft or Sony offer cloud-only packages for cheap PCs, phones as an extra revenue stream? Uh, that's a really good question from the clouds. I'm sorry, the clouds above. Um, I think that it'll be a while. I think we're looking at two to three generations out at, at, at least, mostly because... 
I think in order for them to look, look at Microsoft, for instance, right? I think for them, they they really want more people on Game Pass, and they're not quite getting it everywhere yet. So I think that you would need to you would need to see that the user base is there, that people want to play these games on their phones, and also that they still want physical media. You know, I know that physical game sales aren't bad. They're just not happening as much as they used to. And they're happening in different areas. You know, you're not, I don't have to go to the Target or the GameStop or the Best Buy or any big box retailer to get a, get a game. I can just get it on Amazon. And honestly, I'd prefer that in a lot of cases now where let's say I have an Xbox Series X coming home, you know, or let's say I have an Xbox Series X, right? If there are games that aren't on Game Pass currently and they're Xbox One games that I'd like to play. I'm not just going to download them to my hard drive because that requires a lot more maintenance and upkeep and the sales aren't nearly as good all the time. So I'd much rather just get a physical disc, either new or used. And I don't think that I don't think that's going to change anytime soon until until infrastructure for the internet changes, especially in the US, right? Like think about Microsoft and how they basically really only market towards the US. They do market towards like Japan and other territories, but like they're a US company, you know, and that's where their focus is. We have really bad internet infrastructure. I'm super lucky in that I've got pretty solid speeds up and down and it's unlimited. I can do as much as I want on these internet devices here, download as much data as I want, download as many files as I want, and it's no big and it doesn't really affect me at the end of the day. So I can infrastructure wise handle stadia or you know what was it there's certain things with like one of the xbox things is that you can like do cloud gaming with it not just on your phone but on one of the systems there are options there um on my phone obviously i can do that to some extent and like i'm lucky that i can do that there are a lot of people in the u.s who have metered internet of some sort so if you're downloading that if you're streaming that game that's a lot of internet to go through and burn through and are you willing to do that like i think the way that microsoft or sony makes that happen is they invest in internet infrastructure i don't know if that's necessarily feasible but that's what i think would need to happen is internet infrastructure would need to be so much better and in such much better place than it is currently so that's what i think i'm i think that it will happen at some point I wouldn't doubt that you see a system like the Series S that currently exists in two to three generations. You see that spot, that, you know, super cheap entry-level spot being just a streaming box. And it's like, you know, hey, you get this thing, you know, it's, let's say, 100 bucks a month. If you have this, you get a super deep discount on um, Game Pass Ultimate, and it's a streaming-only thing you maybe don't have like that big you can always get an external hard drive or something but it's mostly just there for streaming you stream your netflix you stream your youtube your twitch from there uh to your tv and also your games but it the internet just has to be better in the u.s for that to even really be feasible and has to be better all across the u.s too but thank you clouds above <laughs> okay these next two are very funny um from micro best 117 why is the PlayStation the worst console and Sony is lying to gamers? There's three uh, question marks on this one. And then the next question is from Kaz the God 720. 
Why is the Xbox total trash? Microsoft is just ripping people off. Um, I don't, I don't do console war stuff. I think they're both bad in their own unique ways, and I think they're both good in their own unique ways. I think it's wild that Sony even thought to do, or not only thought, but put out home VR in like a mildly affordable way. Like, it's like 100, 150 bucks to get that experience, but like, that's pretty wild if you think about it, you know? System plus a game plus that, it's pretty good. Um, I think that, on the other hand, though, like that weird, the weird cut from PS4 to PS5 is kind of strange because PS5 doesn't really have a library to speak of right now. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't release a system with no games or not a lot of games and then go, oh, by the way, you can't play your old games on this thing. Or maybe you can play like a select hundred or so on the new thing. But other than that, you're, you're out of luck. Like it's not good. And I, I don't think... You know, they used to be good about doing backwards compatibility, but that was only because, like, what is it? Didn't the PS2 have PS1 components in it, and that's why it worked, you know? And, like, the PS3, only one version of it had backwards compatibility. PS4 had no backwards compatibility to PS3 unless you were getting PlayStation Now, which isn't that great of a service and doesn't have that many games that I want to play. And then PS5 having a limited number of PS4 games, but again, nothing from before unless you're doing PS Now. And, and even then, like, I know that they had, like, the PlayStation Classics, but I don't know that those got ported up to the PlayStation 5, where you could buy, you know, emulated versions of PS1, PS2 games. I mean, that was a limited library, but still, it was something. But I don't know if those exist on the PS5. So, uh, there's stuff to like, there's stuff to hate with them. And same with Microsoft, I mean, that $100 gap between... Like, a hard drive is not 100 bucks. It's just not, especially at the scale that they're running with, you know? It just doesn't make sense. And them trying to continue, and this is for both companies, but I'll, I'll make an example of Microsoft in this case, that they are continuing to have you pay for internet uh, connectivity on games when none of them are good. Like, at least with Nintendo and the Switch, like, I'm only paying 20 bucks a year for that and while their internet implementation in most games sucks and sucks bad at least it's only 20 bucks you know and i'm getting some cool games you know from super nintendo and nintendo on there but you know paying a monthly fee to play call of duty with other people online when i have a pc obviously i have a pc i'm streaming on it right now right i could just buy call of duty there and i don't have to pay a monthly subscription fee to actually be able to play with other people you know so i don't know it's it's not great neither of them are great it's all about like i think when it comes to buying these systems it depends on what you're looking for right like it's about how like where your friends are you know do you have a lot of friends that play on xbox or do you have a lot of friends that play on playstation that could probably sway you especially if you play with them a lot are there any games that are coming out everything else is just you gotta take it or you leave it you know and that's what kind of sucks is that there isn't a clear-cut better company because a all companies kind of suck but b even the products they're offering aren't that great in the grand scheme of things because there's so much lacking you know like a library for both systems new library for both systems um just just a lot it's just a lot anyways thank you for those two questions and from fighting in the skies what would your ideal star wars game as a service look game look like what would your ideal Star Wars games as a service game look like? <coughs> Excuse me. 
I wouldn't want a Star Wars game as a service game just from like the get go. That's my my thought. But I don't know. Like that's the thing is like I don't like games as a service games. I'm not a huge fan of them. You know, I I've tried Destiny. I've tried Division. Even if you think of like MMOs as games as a service. <coughs> Sorry, I couldn't hit the mute fast enough. I think that those games just kind of suck because I don't have a group of friends to play them with or a group of friends that I could convince everyone to play this game with. Ideally, though, let's say if the game was good, I think I think it doesn't take place in any settings or areas you're familiar with, you know? I think you use it to spin out this weird thing, maybe even like a what-if scenario or something that's just interesting. Do something interesting with Star Wars. There's such a huge universe there, and there's so much cool stuff there that I think that's what you do. I think you... You don't just retread and go to the same places that we always go to, you know? And if you do do that, you better make it the best trip we've taken to Hoth ever, (laughs) you know? And I think that's really what it comes down to is any Star Wars game, let alone a games as a service game, but any of those games, they just need to be interesting. They need to be doing unique things with, uh, with, games as a service or i'm sorry not games as a service they need to be doing unique things with star wars that we haven't seen before or it's been a while since we've seen them or anything like that and that's the hook not the games as a service games as a service is a poor hook and only lasts as long as the service lasts so who knows right but i think that's how you do it i think you just whatever you do if it's just a looter shooter like a destiny or division if it's more mmo like any of those things i think what you do is you make it interesting you make it take place in a cool place and you make those cool places look amazing you make the style off the charts you don't even have to go for realistic like the movies you just go for something make it look cool and i think you're in and then whatever core gameplay loop you have make that fantastic that people who don't want to play star wars are like you know actually this game rules and it feels good to play that would be my suggestion all right I think that does it for emails. We've gone for like over half an hour, which is longer than how we normally do. So thank you so much for emailing in, sending in your questions, always helpful. If you have questions or comments or topics or anything you'd like us to cover, you can do that at uh, radioiagp at gmail.com. I look at every email, so please send them to me. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at implausiblyj. You can follow the brand at implausiblya. And I think think that does it uh, if you're watching this on twitch i'll actually be back in like i don't know five ten minutes i'm gonna start up a new game because streaming for like less than an hour isn't what i want to do i want to stream for longer with an actual game on uh, instead of just a podcast recording so be ready for that if you are listening to the audio only podcast on the feed uh you should follow us on Twitch. That's the big push in 2021 is doing Twitch streams and putting those videos up on the YouTube. That's basically the big push this year. So follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash average. That does it for us. Thank you so much for listening to Radio IAGP. Tell your friends, tell your family, and I will see you all next time. Later. Later.